This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Phase two, stage two of the reopening of the province in effect as of Friday. A lot of stuff opening up in some areas. Uh, Other areas, not so lucky. Sorry, Hamilton. Didn't make the cut, but very, very soon, uh, Doug Ford says that uh, that everywhere is going to be opening up. Uh, now, you, you assume with, with more amenities available to people, traffic is going to get a little heavier out there. And this is not good news. One in five people, according to a new study, say that their driving skills have gotten a little rusty during quarantine. People <laughs> have been forgetting how to drive, Jim. Yeah, I could see it. You know, like when the snow falls for the first time every year and everybody's so stupid? I could imagine if they, you weren't driving they the last how couple to drive months. In, yeah, yeah. They forget how to drive in the snow every year. Totally, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit rusty. Here are the top five things that people say they're having issues with getting back in the car. Uh, having to think about what each pedal does. Well, that couldn't cause Shut any problems, could it? <laughs> that's not. I'm glad that's not number one. It's number five. There's two the of them. Yeah, well, if you have standard, there's three. Okay, I guess so. Yeah. If you've got a manual transmission, uh, the clutch. Uh, ho- hopefully you remember quickly what each pedal does. Um, people having problems uh, with the size of their vehicles, scraping their wheels against the curb, hmm. which can happen to the best of them, I guess. Forgetting to signal. Uh, plenty of people forgot to signal before the pandemic. Yeah. It, it's it's such an easy thing to do, but it's amazing how many people will just cruise from lane to lane without giving you any indication that it's about to happen. Or will just keep their blinker on. I assume they can't hear it because the music's too loud or something, but like uh-huh. there'll be a blinker on in the right lane with the left blinker. It's great. I see it all the time. Number two on the list of things that people have forgotten how to do when they're in their car uh, because of the pandemic, uh, parallel parking. That's always the big one when you're when you're trying to get your license. That's the s- most stressful part of the driving test. Can mm-hmm. I get in between these two pylons? So not surprising that it's near the top of the list here. I still struggle occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know what's tough when you're on the... Uh, you're on a one-way street, and there's parallel parking on both sides, and you try to parallel park on the right side of your vehicle. That's, yeah. uh, that's a little trickier because you're not used to the, the right side parallel park. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's like trying to cut your hair in the mirror. Everything's backwards, you know? <laughs> and number one is stalling their vehicles. Now, I, I'm assuming that's not automatic transmission, but uh, but if you have a manual and you're... At the the traffic light, it turns green. You quickly try to get things started, and you stall her out. <laughs> yeah, always I, embarrassing. I think that's yeah. I, I think that's that's a, a an issue I'd rather have than forgetting which pedal is the brake <laughs> and which one is the gas. Yeah, that's how you drive through your garage door right there. <laughs> that is the most concerning on the list for sure. <laughs> People forgetting how to drive because of uh, of quarantine. And we all know that uh, people weren't that great at driving before this, so just make sure your head's on a swivel out there and be safe. Hey, good news, man. If you uh, like smoking marijuana, uh, legalization has caused prices of weed to go down, Jim. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently down 25%. And this was kind of inevitable, right? Because the, the biggest complaint was how expensive weed was at the official Ontario cannabis stores. The, the price is in no comparison to street value. So in order to operate, it had to go down. Well, also, the fact that you can grow your own, and people had a summer, like last summer, where mm-hmm. they could cultivate four plants in their backyards. That's a lot of marijuana. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are giving me stuff for free just because they can't smoke it all. <laughs> like, I had a freezer bag full. I had to throw it out because like, it was it was so getting so old I couldn't finish it in time. <clears throat> what so a much sad state of affairs, Jim. I know, I'm disappointed in you. I Who know. is this guy? <laughs> Some farmer from Seaforth, man. So what's it cost? What's it, if you're buying a gram of marijuana uh, from the official Ontario uh, website, what would that cost you? I mean, twelve bucks, maybe twelve ninety nine. Usually around fourteen bucks, and sometimes up to mm-hmm. like eighteen or twenty. On the street, it's ten bucks. And the the problem isn't the individual gram; it's when you you don't get a price break. Like it would be like having mm. to buy twenty four individual cans of Pepsi instead of buying, instead of a, buying case a case of Pepsi. Yeah, you can't buy like you don't get a price break the more you buy. If you buy it from your friendly neighborhood uh, weed dealer, you know you can buy I think I don't know seventeen grams for a hundred bucks. I think if I'm not mistaken, I kind of forget. I just pay. I just spend a hundred bucks every time I get it. I'm not sure exactly. I kind of forget. Is. I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I, I forget exactly. I just haven't bothered weighing, and I kind of forget, but. It's it's a joke. Like we were talking about it a few months ago, Taz. Like only the Ontario government could screw up selling weed. They've lost money. So so some yeah. change needs to happen here. And I have a feeling that uh, it's going to get even more competitive now that they've gotten the green light to open uh, more independent retailers. So mm-hmm. you know more competition is good for the consumer. Uh, you think about what happens with gas prices and anything, really. It's if if one place drops their price, then everyone else follows suit. So, with uh, with all the new marijuana dispensaries that are opening up, uh, chances are you may be able to get some real deals in the near future, Jim. They're gonna have to because they're struggling. But I I would love to see like a big blowout sale or something. Like that's I kind of want to experience like i don't know i like a like a supermarket sweep at the weed store or something like that is there a clearance rack there's not a clearance rack right now at, at marijuana dispensaries no they should be for jim sure, always though. walks right to the back of the store he walks past all the full price merchandise and just goes straight for that clearance rack scratch and dent baby <laughs> go to the emergency room if you've got something stuck inside you that shouldn't be there uh-oh it's it's Taz and Jim. Yesterday, uh, during a game we call Fake News YouTube's, we read a real headline about a guy who went to the hospital uh, claiming that he had swallowed his his iPhone charging cord and he needed the doctors to get it out. But uh, when the doctors did a little investigating, they realized that the cord was in his bladder. <laughs> It wasn't in his stomach. It was in his bladder. How to get in what? there? Pee pee hole. That's the only <laughs> way. That's the, that's the quickest route. So he he went through his urethra with his charger cord. It ended up in his bladder. They surgically removed it, 
and uh, they they question this man's mental health. They're they're trying to help him in that regard now. Oh, I thought it was like a fetish thing. So, you know, every once in a while you hear a story about sure. a doctor talking about a guy who comes to the, the emergency room is like, oh, I was getting out of the shower and I accidentally fell and something went where the sun don't shine. And then they're like, sure, buddy. You were just it was a million fun. to one shot, Doc. <laughs> a million to exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> this happens, and they always try to get away with it, saying and it was a, saying it was an accident. Yeah, the old charger. If you need a little uh, electricity uh, in your in your uh, bladder, everybody knows the urethra Franklin is the best way to go. That's where you use it. You use a kite string up there with a key on the end of it, and you you fly the kite in a lightning storm. The urethra <laughs> Franklin. This has got to be Urban Dictionary official. I'm going to pop it up yeah. there. I'm, I'm so proud of myself for coming up with that joke yesterday. I had to use it again today. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim, well, we got another story here about a guy with something inside of him that shouldn't have been Uh-oh. there. A 30-year-old guy in China... Went to the hospital last week with an emergency. Had a 16-inch fish stuck in his rectum. Uh, Doctors obviously asked, how did that get in there? The guy swore it happened by sitting on it by accident. Rectum (laughs) damn near killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And, yeah, the fish, unfortunately, did not survive. Surgeons had to remove it by cutting into the guy's stomach because the fish was so big. We wish him the best and hope hope he's recovering. (laughs) It would would be terrible if you did actually sit on something. Because no there. one would believe you. Nobody's <laughs> buying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Oh, that excuse God. has been run into the ground at this point. Nobody's believing you that uh, it was a one in a million shot, Doc. Okay, the fish, like, okay, the only way, like, maybe if you were skinny dipping, <laughs> if you were skinny dipping... Uh-huh. <sighs> With fish food in your butt. With fish food, yeah. All you were eating was fish food all day at the cottage because you ran out of munchies. <laughs> and then you... I don't know, Taz. I don't know. It's going to be a long shot. Yeah. Well, my cousin's a doctor, uh, and he, he used to be in the emergency room, and he told me a story once about a guy <laughs> guy who came in with a coffee table leg in there. Good God! All the way, all the way out. He's a, he's like it, you could see the end of the coffee table leg like poking up at the front of his stomach. <laughs> Had one of those little felt sliders on there so it doesn't scratch your wood floor. <laughs> you could see that. <laughs> and the last thing that this guy said to my cousin before they wheeled him into surgery to take it out, he said, "Hey, Doc, can can you make sure that I get that coffee table leg back because?" If my wife sees that it's gone again, she's going to kill me. Shut your mouth. True story. True story. It was a million to one shot, Doc. A million to one. (laughs) At what point do you not just go to the stag shop? (laughs) (laughs) That's when the kite string comes in handy. At least you'll be able to pull it out. (laughs) 
Uh, that that excuse, it's not going to work if you're thinking about doing <laughs> something like that. If you're into that sort of thing, then uh, just be careful. Make sure you have an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound that some people in London, Ontario were hearing yesterday. Uh, a black bear was on the loose in the, the Byron area. It's a neighborhood in London, and uh, it's no stranger to bears. Back in 2010, you may remember police, uh, London police had to shoot and kill a black bear in the same area. Well, yesterday... There was a bit of a standoff. A uh, police officer did indeed shoot the bear with his gun. Uh, it was just a flesh wound, apparently, because the bear uh, it was coming down a tree, and the officer shot the bear when it was coming down the tree, and then the bear's like, well, screw this. I'm going back up into the tree. Wow. <laughs> bear goes back into the tree. Then uh, some animal control people show up with a tranquilizer gun. They shoot the bear with multiple tranquilizers and and then this thing is just in the tree and everyone's standing around waiting for it to fall asleep oh man i've seen these videos on the internet before they will just eventually doze off and fall on their back right out fall of the out tree. of the tree right yeah <laughs> i think they shot it like seven times with tranquilizers hmm. that thing really did not want to fall asleep holy <laughs> cow yeah, this thing was wandering through backyards ranks. and neighborhoods and and tearing through garbage cans. We've got uh, Ronnie Shivas on the phone with us. Ronnie, good morning. Good morning, guys. I saw you uh, in the CBC article about the bear. I recognize that, that beautiful uh, face of yours, and I got your number from uh, our buddy Lance. I hope it's okay that we're calling here. Definitely, for sure. Did you have a run-in with the bear? Did you see the bear with your own two eyes? I didn't see the bear, but I uh, I, I woke up to the bear at night. Um, I, I quite often have raccoons and uh, skunks and different rodents ripping through my garbage at night out back, uh, the back of the river there. Um, and I had my window open. It was a nice night. And I, I heard some crazy sounds out back. And uh, I, I put some... You know, like a 25-pound bag of dirt uh, with a piece of wood uh, to prevent the raccoons from getting in. And uh, anyways, the, the, the bear took it down. And I was wondering if it was a, uh, a pack of raccoons because I was wondering how it possibly got knocked over. But uh, to come to realize in the morning, it was a bear. <laughs> okay, I, I was playing bear sound effects over part of the story. You said that you had a piece of plywood over the garbage? And the bear yeah. got through it. Yeah, he uh, basically just tore it apart. It looks like it, it looked like he took a big bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I, in this picture, yeah. in the article here, you're holding it up, and it looks like it was just a big chomp. Yeah, uh, uh, multiple claw marks? claw marks all over the deck. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy man. Is this the first time you've uh, had an issue with a bear in the neighborhood? Because we know that they've been there before. Yeah, when my uh, daughter was going to Montessori, there was uh, that bear was on the loose just around the corner. Uh, that was quite uh, uh, an eye-opener, and obviously we're going to see more of them. 
Okay, Ronnie, this is for you, just in case uh, you encounter a bear. Experts say, number one, remain calm, which should be easy to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Slow, slowly back away while keeping the bear in sight. So don't lose sight of that 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 sucker. And if the bear does does not leave, wave your arms and make a noise with a whistle or an air horn if available. (laughs) Good thing I always carry around an air horn. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Can you make an air air horn noise with your mouth, Ronnie? Let's hear your best air horn. (laughs) Tugboat. That sounds like a female bear in heat. Don't make that noise. Don't make that noise, Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it it was just—it was just your plywood then that got damaged. Yes, it was uh, minor damage. The bear did. Good. Well, we're glad it wasn't uh, any anything major. Thanks for joining us, Ronnie. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, stay safe out there. They say that bears this time of year they can travel. Uh, they can travel great distances to get away from their families. <laughs> so bears are practicing physical distancing as well right now. The reason is they're looking for mates, and they don't want to mate with, with bears in their own family. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of what they do in Mitchell, Ontario, right, Jim? Ah, uh, how dare you! Hey! <laughs> but again, remain calm, slowly back away while keeping the bear in sight, and if the bear doesn't leave, wave your arms and make a noise with a whistle or an air horn if available. Uh, just so you know, the bear eventually did come out of the tree and is being transported by uh, conservation officers to a safe place. Well, Jim, Juan the Colombian Manny, uh, looks like our... Uh, tour of duty has ended here now with uh with summertime and everything opening back up are we done with the call of duty uh squad that we were planning on on playstation is that passed i guess so i i haven't been playing for a bit i played with one last week and uh we got i think i got third i was the last in a battle royale last minute that's, that's as pretty good, good as i've ever been <laughs> Why is everybody so good at video games? It is so <laughs> hard to win these things. Uh, do you buy additional con content with the Call of Duty? Like, do, can you upgrade your weapons and stuff if you pay extra money? Oh yeah, you, yeah. They're always trying to nickel and dime you. I never, ever have bought any of that crap, like skins or whatever. Yeah. No, it's stupid. Yeah, other other weapons. It's almost like you need to spend money if you want to get better at the game. Right. Yeah. Back back in the day, you would unlock stuff by winning and getting high scores and stuff like that. Now it's you have to get your wallet back out. Have you heard of loot boxes, Jim? Video yes, I have. Loot boxes. This yes. is where you spend money, you buy a loot box, and you don't know what you're going to get uh, until you open your loot box. So you spend your cash, and then you get some in-game items, whether it's upgrades or or different uh, outfits that your characters can wear. Um, and the United Kingdom is now looking to uh, classify loot boxes as gambling and make it illegal for video game companies to sell loot boxes to children. Because hmm. they say it trains them, it trains them to gamble, right? Because you don't know what you're getting. You're spending money. Am I going to get the good one? Am I going to get a dud? 
It, it really is. It's, it's a gamble when you buy one of these things. Yeah, yeah. It's that addictive rush that you get. You, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to get. When and, you open and, it up. And I doubt it's their own money because you have to have a credit card. Uh-huh. So as mom and dad uh, uh, go, they probably are fans of this idea as well. You know, I, they should also ban, and this is, I know uh, I've been talking about my three-and-a-half-year-old son is addicted to YouTube. He watches YouTube kids all day if you let him. And the videos he watches, a lot of them are just kids unwrapping these stupid little toys, like Shopkins or oh yeah, uh, hatchet little Hatchimal eggs or something, where it's the same thing. You buy this little bag, and you don't know what you're getting inside. So as a parent, can we make those illegal, too? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you don't have to spend so money on that? I don't have that? to buy them? Yeah. Yeah. And while we're at it, when you're at the arena and you go to the booth for candy, and they have a treat bag and a brown bag, and you don't know what's inside, and you still pay a make buck, and there's illegal. candy corn yeah. in there? You're like, what? <laughs> this is I wanted, I wanted, I wanted the fuzzy little peaches. J- and Coke bottles. That's all I wanted. <laughs> and now I got this candy corn. I gotta, I gotta ch- chomp through. This is BS. Stupid loot bag. <laughs> now that we mention it, it seems like we really have been training kids to gamble. <laughs> is that why For we decades. love the gamble test? <laughs> uh, Twenty-three billion dollar a year business. Oh Video game God. add-ons. There's uh, something else. Put put that on the list of stuff we should have invented, Jim, if only. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, And we'll keep talking.